Uh, yeah, it's time for the Ink and Thread Podcast. This podcast discusses design, development, and sourcing of apparel, spotlights fashion trends, and features industry creatives and entrepreneurs. Ink and Thread is the official podcast of Amber Creative. Sit back and relax with your hosts, Jeremy Picker and Angelo Montiel. So Josh, tell me a little bit about your creative approach when you are prepping some of your ideas or some of, let's say, the client brief. What is your process when you are trying to create something that's completely original versus maybe working with some of the licensing brand marks that you uh, are working with on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I generally myself, I like to put it in um, the client's hands right off the bat. Um, I like them to approach me with, uh, show me some stuff like that you like, Um, just kind of get an overall feel for, for the direction they want to head. Um, and then from there, I, I usually start um, with some sketches, um, maybe bring in some some color palettes or samples that I've found online or in books that I have um, as far as, you know, if they want a vintage feel, you know, do you actually just want it distressed and blown out or do you want it more just font heavy or, you know, just um, kind of give them initially just put the the ball in their court and then it's kind of kind of a back and forth and then um yeah usually small tweaks along the way i I like to keep my clients involved um so they so they get their input as well awesome that sounds cool i have a question (laughs) when you're about to sketch an idea for the client do you (laughs) do it on on paper you know the traditional white paper and and uh and pencil or a tablet um i still am pretty old school when it comes to that for for me it's just quicker with uh you know a number two pencil and and a needable eraser to Mm -hmm. just get ideas out real quick um you know we can we can kind of i once once we get pretty close um i do usually bring those sketches into photoshop and Maybe my scaling's a little bit off, so I'll, you know, lasso around an image and increase the size or decrease the size. Um, but I would say, yeah, from from the get go, it's usually pencil and paper, and then uh, we kind of break it into Photoshop and then uh, bring it over uh, to Illustrator, typically, um, depending on the project. But nice. yeah, it's kind of kind of all three, I guess. <laughs> nice, nice. I like it. And I think, Angelo, your approach, I, I think it varies depending on the design style, right, that you're Correct, yeah. putting together. Obviously, the Procreate app has been yeah. a lifesaver for you, I feel like. Yeah. Mainly, I use, you know, the iPad Pro with the Procreate, and uh, that's been a game changer for me. So, I, yeah. I highly recommend. Yeah, I actually just got uh, Procreate, and I'm, I'm still digging around in it a bit, but it is... Uh, it, it's a it's a nice change from from the Adobe Suite. Um, they've done a lot of good things with it, so it's it's pretty cool. For sure, I'm still waiting for Procreate to make like a vector uh, plugin or right or their own uh, 
Illustrator, you know, type of app. So, and and the nice thing is, is being able to um, make those adjustments, whether it's on paper or the Wacom. You know, I know Angelo. We like to mock it up on uh, paper background to make it look like an authentic sketch. And I mm-hmm. think your brushes, sure. whatever you're using, uh, allows for that. Just one more question on when you're dealing with the customers. How how do you come not combat but how do you deal with when the customer's wrong or the customer's creative direction doesn't mean or isn't going to translate well? How do you how do you bring that up um, when you're in that creative setting, knowing that you know you're the professional and you know what they want, but it might not necessarily mean it's production or visually friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I do try to steer my clients uh, the best I can um, because I feel like after you know, 14 years of doing this, I, I got a pretty good sense of what, what people like or what they're into. Um, I, I was actually just, um, not personally, but a, a good friend of mine, he was working with a client recently and he wanted kind of something fun and exciting and cartoony and the designs he kept settling on were not that like they weren't (laughs) fun or exciting or cartoony um so he was kind of explaining a story to me where they had a bit of a back and forth and eventually you come to kind of a common space that's definitely happened with me in the past um but typically again kind of going back to i like to put a little bit of homework on the client um maybe Mm -hmm. stuff that that they like um stuff that's appealing to them because then that kind of sends me um down the right path initially um yeah and and yeah uh tons of tons of sketches i feel like it's it's just way quicker to do you like arch type or do you like it straight across do you like it all caps do you like um you know serifs or sans serifs just just kind of uh getting a general direction and then and then going from there i've i've been lucky enough where um there hasn't been a lot of you know all right let's start this over from scratch wow um, <laughs> angelo but, that would be nice sometimes lucky, l- lucky you <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it it has happened but it's it's few and far in between but um yeah again i think that just comes back to putting a little homework back on the client um sure. And, and and approaching them with with your research and hopefully what they see is what what they were thinking for sure yeah and you know it's we our philosophy is we even have some proprietary software that creates this visual survey because like you said clients don't necessarily know how to communicate what they're envisioning they can show you or they can show you what they don't like but mm-hmm. To come up with that turn and i think we even got that cartoony look out of a silhouette someone wanted a they just wanted a graphic silhouetted and they called that the cartoony look Um, (laughs) so again it's as a professional don't always go with what the client says that's where those visuals come into play huge because especially in our business angelo doesn't get to talk with the client so he's relying on our project managers to filter what the customer's saying um, but if it was in text form, I mean, we would probably have so many, so many edits, yeah. uh, so Back many, and forth. right? Awesome. Right. So, so oh. yeah, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, like, there's so many times where a client comes to me and it's like, I want something cool. And it's like, okay, what's your definition of yeah, cool? Yeah, it's relative. It's cool that cool every person is just so so all over the board. So, yeah, yeah I think those, those visuals help right away. Yours, mine, and Angelo's idea of cool is very different. And then, right. you know, what cool to the client and then their audience, you know, is really what is going to matter. Like, even if the the clients that we're working with, they might think it's cool, but that's where we like to say we're politely opinionated because we're looking at that end buyer or that end wearer in mind on what they think is cool. They might, you know, their level of cool might be very low compared to like ours just because we're around this all the time. So sure, um, that's sure. a good thing to bring up. So kind of going into, you know, your kind of background and you, you know, you talking about you've gotten some help along the way, what would be, you know, one or two or even three um, tips for young creators, uh, I'm sorry, young creatives or designers, you know, just starting out or, you know, maybe they're they're a novice or intermediate, but they wanna turn it into a full-time profession. Um, what would some of those things that you wish you knew and then since you've been in it 14 years, what you could help them um, to start their career path Sure. Um, yeah, I would say first and foremost, you have to be passionate about uh, this career. Um, there's going to be a lot of ups and, and unfortunately, a lot more downs along the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. um, and that's just part of the learning process. That's just um, getting a feel for your clients or not uh, putting over committing your your thoughts and feelings into your designs because at the end of the day we are commercial artists mm -hmm. um this, this these aren't our pieces necessarily like we want them to be good and great um but at the end of the day it's it's what your client wants um i would say and second um be uh approach everything with with an open mind and open ears um and don't be afraid to ask questions mm -hmm. i i feel um you know i've worked worked with some some great creative teams over the years and um regardless of your um seniority level i feel like everyone can contribute in some way um or knows a shortcut or has dealt with this issue in the past and just uh yeah just be open to um creative feedback or if someone shows you a quicker way to do it um it's it's not that you've been doing it wrong it's just maybe you know we can save a few minutes which adds up to a few hours you know down the road for sure and just um, just to, sorry real quick just to interject yeah. of i think it's important for these young creatives to to post their artwork in a non-biased you know arena all because your mom and your brother and your cousins say oh that's a that's a cute design or that's a really <laughs> nice design like you need a a, a true audience a non-biased audience that will give you their full opinion i think you know i think a lot of people are people are too afraid to tell people the truth. So, right, you know, right. encouraging and creative feedback are two different things. You know, you can always be encouraging, but you know, being honest, getting that honest feedback, I think is important for people starting out as well. I agree. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then anything else that you, you know, think, um, 
you know, people that let's say they're in a, just a normal job and they want to transition to creative, what, what is maybe one more tip that you would, um, give them to, to, um, make that transition a little easier? Yeah, I would say, um, just really immerse yourself in it. You know, I, I don't know how you guys necessarily get inspired, but I get inspired for things that aren't necessarily graphics. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it's, it's music or because we live in Colorado, going out to the mountains or seeing, um, an old sign on the side of the highway, you know, just really, really what do you like about that? Why Why did you see that old sign and, and think it was cool? Was it the textures? Was it the letter forms? Was it the colors that were used on it? And just kind of, um, you know, maybe your next project you're working on, try to bring those things that you liked into that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, just, just constantly be in it. Maybe, maybe not designing, because I feel like some of my best ideas come when I'm not in front of the computer. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't uh, agree with you more. Uh, you you nailed it with uh, with your advice. I mean, there's there are so many good designers out there, and never be afraid to ask for their opinion or their help. And it's true. Like I'm walking around, you know, I go on walks, you know, daily, and I I'm always taking pictures of uh, cool signs, cool colorways, cool cars. So. You never know right. where you're going to find your inspiration. Yeah. And I yeah. think, I mean, I'm not a designer. I'm, you know, I, I have a creative mind and you know, my, on my business card, it says creative director. Cause I don't know what else to call that part <laughs> of my life, but you know, is one, you know, for me, Pinterest is huge because it's that ongoing inspiration board, but you, you also need to create a Pinterest like in the, in your mind, in your head to have, to be able to pull those memories because all, because you have those images that doesn't mean, you know, they're gonna, you're gonna find them or you have access. You have to be able to compartmentalize all those creative things you see, which is going to influence your design or your creative direction. So, um, I think that's definitely, you know, one thing that is people should start doing now if they don't have a Pinterest or, um, what's that other site, uh, Angelo? Uh, design inspiration. Designinspiration.com. So like figure out what works best for you. If you're good at organizing photos, do it on your iPhotos or your your um, you know, your desktop. But yeah, always be inspired, whether it's your style or not, always try to be influenced by the past so you can, you know, create your future. Um Most yeah, it sounds definitely. a little cliche, but quote that <laughs> yeah quote that awesome josh man thank you so much for sharing your knowledge sharing you know your your creative process i know everyone that's listening is is gonna pull some uh, nuggets of truth from this and so thank you for your time sharing with us and i know angelo um you know as a designer to designer there's probably some shared shared philosophy that you guys mm -hmm. um talked about yeah, for sure. I mean, we we have, you know, like a similar background and like, so uh, everything he talked about, it's 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 true. So just go out there and create. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Creativity to the people. <laughs> All right, Josh, have a good day, man. Thanks so much for your time. Awesome. Thank All you. Right, man. Thank you, guys. You have a good one.